John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Otani's announcement is imminent. The Reds get Jamer Candelario. The D-backs get an E-Rod. The Yankees get Soto. Let's talk some ball. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. I got Trevor here and BBD behind the dish. Trev's back from his mini vacay. BBD's back from Nashville winter meetings. Jake still, I don't know if he's flying back today or still on his honeymoon. I'm guessing he wrapped the weekend in there. I think today's the flight. I was looking at his camera. Stay away, Someone bro. on the flight He's tracker so, stuff, please figure out when yeah, Jake's flying Jake's home. Find Jake's flight for us. <laughs> yeah. Either way, yeah. not here right now. Trev, how you doing? Can you imagine if we started tracking Jake's flights? I probably like uh, might I'm, have him on Find My People, you know? Yeah, that's funny. I, I'm doing great. I, I want to first take this chance to uh, thank Beavers and, and James and Jolly for filling in and letting me go do that charity stuff in Vegas. It's a lot of fun. And a lot of good networking for me and for us, to be honest with you. Um, and I want to apologize to everyone for not being on the show, but I'm back. And there's a lot of news to go around. We got the Juan Soto stuff, like you mentioned, all these other trades or excuse me, signings. And then the Otani countdown has officially, I guess, begun. Yeah. Got a couple reports that it's that it's it's coming today. We got a couple of people saying there's a flight at a John Wayne airport down in Orange County going to Toronto. So that must be Otani, right? No, nobody else has ever gone to Toronto from John Wayne Airport. Well, I don't it's know way what's deeper than that, Travs. Way deeper than that. You're deep in it. I'm I'm on the surface level still. I have some people I want to well, get I don't, mad at today. I want to, yeah, you know, there's a lot of emotions. I, for I put out a video on the, the show, I put out a video on the conspiracy about the Otani flight stuff because basically I, I, am able to get lost in that world, but not like truly believe it, but just be like, Oh my God, imagine. Oh, that's cool. And some people can't. So I I apologize. And the people that can't get really mad at the people that can. Uh, And some people truly believe everything. And that's like maybe why the other people get mad, but I I love like shit like that. Um, I'll tell you what, what you sent on the group chat kind of got me thinking. That, well, that's December eighth. That, that that I truly I I do believe. The December eighth, I believe too. The flight stuff is just hilarious and fun. But someone said that he announced with the Angels, and I still haven't found that tweet. Can you try to find Ooh, the first I can, tweet? I can find it that he announced he signed with the Angels on December eighth, and December eighth is Day of Luck in in Japan, and that that I, I I'll put some stock in that if that's all true that December 8th is day of luck and that that's the same date he announced with the angels. Then I'm in on that. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I guess we're starting here. We're starting with Otani to the Jays. MLB, MLB.com o- article from December 8th, 2017 
this morning after a thorough detailed process of time to decide to sign with the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, and oh yeah, and oh uh, Dalton told me, or not Dalton, um, Max told me it was at two o'clock when Eastern time when that happened. So I don't know if you know that craziness <laughs> that happened with the Yankees. Trev, but I told everyone it was going to be at 1057 because that's when the Yankees usually that. announce news and it officially got done at 1054. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I haven't even thought about Otani with the Blue Jays. Like, very rarely have I thought about him in that stadium uh, with that crowd in that uniform. But if you put it all together, it's nice. I was, I mean, the stadium they just redid. It looks great inside there. You know, I love the city of Toronto. You know, I love the uniforms there. It all makes sense. I think he might hit 80 home runs there. I know they say, I think that they say that place has gone back to more of a neutral ballpark than it used to be. But I don't know, man. That ball absolutely goes there. It, if it does happen, I'll be a little confused at first. I've been going over the tax laws of uh, the relationship between Japanese citizens uh, <laughs> making money in Canada. I, I, we're getting a little deep into it, uh, but if that does happen, I think I think I'll be happy. Yeah, it's like kind of like my first initial reaction to that is like, okay, like if he goes a to little bit Jays, of a curveball, but like it makes sense. If he goes to the Blue Jays, yeah, I'll be very happy. I, our, we have Yankee fans in the building, so it's you know some people don't share the same sentiment. <clears throat> I want to watch him play. I yeah. haven't watched that many Mike Trout full games when he's not playing the Yankees because, you know, I'm guaranteed to watch 162 Yankee games a year, maybe 160. I might miss two. And that doesn't leave me a lot of time to watch that many other regular season baseball games on the calendar. And I'll watch all the playoff games. And Trout hasn't been in a lot of playoff games. So I haven't really seen Trout Play, play. I've seen highlights. I watch at-bats. I, you know, and that stuff. But, like, you know, throughout a game, the nuances and all that, getting to learn a guy. And that's just the way nature of baseball, you know. But, like, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, when they were fucking in their prime, I got to watch them all the time. Yeah. And I really want to watch Otani. So, I, I'd, and I'm a Northeast uh, biased dude. So, and an AL East. And this puts pressure on the Yankees to still fucking go get more players and be better. So I would be very happy if he signs with the Blue Jays over the Dodgers. I want to, I want to, on the East coast time. I want to watch him play. See him 15 times a year versus the Yankees or whatever. That's, I, w- I would enjoy that. He might burn us a bunch. So did Ortiz. I still loved watching him bat. What's the time difference between Japan and Toronto? Do you have any idea, Beavers? We need you right now. If, that's what all I've been hearing. I think is it's like, so big that it doesn't fully matter. Like it might be like seventeen hours to twenty hours. That's a big example. Yeah. It, if Toronto, Toronto's same time zone as us, right? So yeah. they're fourteen hours. T- Tokyo is t- fourteen hours ahead of Toronto. So it's it's twelve thirty a.m. there right now. Oh, I think that doesn't sound that. Wait, so, so it'll be a morning games. Like seven o'clock would be what a nine o'clock game for them in the morning. Yes, the next day. Uh, that I mean, we want to just do it. There's got to be like a time zone converter. I somewhere. just do it in my head. Did you really? Seven p.m. game would be a nine a.m. game. Okay, if it's. I got, I'm on, uh, 
can't believe how this much is time not our, this is not our lane, people. I apologize. We've done a lot of time zone stuff this week, and it's kind of nuts. There's a time zone converter, uh, but you need military time. So what's what's what seven, seven o'clock, o'clock is nineteen hundred? Okay, so nineteen hundred. L.A. time is, well, what the fuck? I think I nailed it, guys. Whatever. I'm over this. This website stinks. Anyways. I think it's too big of a difference to fully matter. And I think Toronto and Japan or Toronto and Tokyo, there's some, like, sister, there's some connection between those cities. or, or Right, Biebs? There's something going. They're, like, they have a lot of tourists or a lot uh, of expats. Well, well, or just Toronto in general, like, Outside of New York is considered the like most diverse city in the, like the Western Hemisphere. Um, it's there's a melt. It's a melting pot there for sure, man. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. I, I I have to give love to the city of Toronto. It's always shown me love. So, it, well, they, there's a I website called. Huge, I know they have huge Japanese populations, huge Korean populations, Indian populations. Like they're, they got all, they got all all kinds of cultures there. You're happy yeah. about it because you get to see him. I am kind of like I'm, I can see it, and it makes me happy to think about him there. But I, yeah, I am, I guess, a little jealous if he does end up on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I can't just swing down to Dodger Stadium to see the greatest player of all time. That's tough. Yeah, that is. It's opposite because uh, I can go to opposite the, time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he'll be in town double as often. All right. Well, if if that does happen, or or whenever we get news today, we'll hop back on when it does. We, there are some things that have happened, and let's let's cover something we haven't talked about, and then we'll do Soto next. Like, well, let's do Jamer Candelario to the Reds. Because, I love this because that was that was a guy that was at that position, that third baseman position. You have Chapman and 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 some others, but Jamer was up there. Like it was, it was like three options when we did that episode, I think, and he was one of them. He switch hitter. Uh, he got traded for uh, last last um, trade deadline, and now he signs a three-year, $45 million contract with the Reds, who have a lot of infielders. Um, third base slash first base. Fangrass has him slotted in to play first base as of now. He hit a career-high 22 homers, finished with 39 doubles, which was tied for sixth most in MLB last year. Went from the Nationals to the Cubs. Um He's a switch hitter who can face both right-handed and left-handed pitching. Uh, very, uh, you know, wow, 813 OPS versus lefties uh, or righties, and then 792 versus lefties. So that's, yeah, so he's balanced. It's a guy you want in your lineup, switch hitter that can hit, hit both sides. Yeah, and I think this allows, I mean, they're going to have to trade somebody. We were talking about this before the show, like who do we think it's going to be? There's a lot of people saying that India's out of there. They're going to put uh, Candelaria at first base, and they have all these They have all these young guys, basically a bunch of shortstops playing a bunch of different positions, uh, and, and they need some pitching, dude. And they have some guys, some young guys that you know they think they can count on. Uh, you know, a couple guys stepped up last year. Obviously, you have Hunter Green and Lodolo there that they, they, they think can still be – you know, top of the rotation pieces for them. But I think this allows you to take advantage of the trade with Minnesota. When you got Steer and Encarnacion Strand for Mali, like you have all these guys, it allows you to take advantage of your surplus. So I think that's what's going to happen here. Like Candelario is a, a, is a very, he's an above average player who doesn't cost that much. So you kind of like slot him in, let him do his thing. And then you go get rid of what, in my opinion, the right move would to be move one of the younger guys and keep India. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. 
I don't know if there's extension talks that have stalled with India. I think the best case scenario would be to keep him. I feel like he is a guy that's been a leader for them that goes about things the right way. And in my mind, you could probably lock him up for not that much money. And then you have a, a veteran presence there. I know he's only 27 years old, but you have a guy like that there. You can you can trade one of these young guys at peak value. And because of the ex- extensive control you have, a couple more years than India has, I think the return would be better too. So in my mind, it's 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 Steer and Canarsion Strand that, that gets traded and brings in you know, whether it's uh, a starter and then some minor league guys, whatever it may be. I think that's the route the Reds are going to go. They're definitely going to trade someone. Uh, I guess it's just up to them who. I I think, well, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I think it actually leads to them trading India and not Steer because the the returns for trades have been underwhelming so far this uh, offseason, and it seems like a trader's market. And... Steer played 156 games last year uh, and had a, you know, a 2-3-4 slash line with an 820 OPS and played a bajillion positions. Not incredibly well anywhere, I don't think, according to the outs above average. But that's pretty versatile, and he has all those years left. I mean... But I think a team would bite at that. Like One, you, two, you three, it, you, four, five. It's almost hard to find a match there. You know, we saw Logan O'Hoppy and Brandon Marsh go when you had five years of service time available. Um, already on the 40-man, that much service time, like looking to play. Like, I'm trying to... What's another time it's been, you know, not into arbitration where we've seen that happen in, in a big... Um, big trade for like a big name. Like, like they would need to get a guy they have a, for a couple years in return. They're not going to do that for like, you know, any rental pitcher or anything. It would, it would have to be a team that has a stud pitcher for like three years. If that's what they're looking to replace is pitching. So I, I just feels very hard to do where you might be able to get that two year pitcher or the, or the rental or two year pitcher for India easier. Cause it's just like makes more sense. Like, I don't know if they're going to be able to find the value return because Steer's got five years left and his value's high. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I agree with you in theory that you could get more. I just don't know if there's that much out there available to get because it is it would be a big trade. I mean, I haven't scoured the rosters enough to see, like, who's a potential fit. I mean, there are pitchers out there that are available. We know the Rays are shopping glass now. I know I know he's, you know, not there long term. So, you know, you're you're giving up somebody for a year of glass now, right, before he hits free agency. He's got one more mm-hmm. year. Yeah, the, the big four pitchers. One year. He's a rental, I think. Yeah, the big four pitchers. Yeah, C's, Bieber, and him. I think you could do India for those. I think I would just shoot. I would just shoot for more. Like this is the time to go make like a a, a big deal. So maybe maybe you go get Glass now and a, a pitcher in the minor leagues as well, a, a prospect. Maybe the Rays will give you that for uh, Spencer Steer or Encarnacion uh, Strand. Like maybe you go get more. I, I just think yeah. that those guys because they have them, they have more control. And you know, India's 
bats been, you know, here and there, like you can sell high on these guys right now and go set yourself up for this year and possibly the future as well. I think I, they just have this chance right now in this window um, where like they can get max value for these guys. And I just think they, they got to, I think Ellie's untouchable. Noelle Marte's untouchable and McLean probably also is untouchable. So that leaves the two guys I was, or the three guys we've been talking about a lot. It's yeah. interesting, man. They're they're in a good position. If they like want a, a rent, really good position. If they want a rental pitcher. I think they could trade India and 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 stuff, India and like another prospect like down for a, one of these rentals. Rentals don't go that much. The Yankee, you don't. I think India is worth more than a, a one year of of a pitcher. Me too. But teams aren't going to give that up. Means you for sure can get them. That means yeah, I agree. That's why I'm saying I don't think they're they shop steer. And everyone's going to be like, here's what we got. And they're going to be like, that's not worth steer. And they're like, well, that's what we got. Because the years of control means so much to these GMs. We'll see, man. This is going to be interesting because they do have If there's a, a big lot of trade deals. out there, I agree with you. I, I, my, where I'm disagreeing is I just don't know if it, it's out there for them. Yeah. Whoever like the steer or Encarnacion strand and another pieces trade is like some guy we we haven't even thought about a rumor for yet. Like it would it's be like, a guy that catches yeah. us by surprise. I think I just those two guys no sound like A's. Is. Like they're going to make a trade with the A's or something like that. Cease and Kopech. Get them both for India. Something's going to happen. I, I, I actually like the signing too. I think it's a kind of a low risk, like a, like a high floor, probably a low ceiling, just a kind of a you have a guy that you can put in your lineup and it's going to be great. That trade I Switch said isn't, isn't good just for everyone getting upset with me. I wouldn't do okay. that. Three years of India for two years of Cease and two years of Kopech. It's like you're just muddying up your window there. It's like, are we going for it or not? I'm from the White Sox point of view. I'm interested. Okay. Well, they're going to make a move, so it is interesting. Someone's moving. Yeah, too bad the Mariners didn't, uh, you know, they did all their moves already because that was fun times for the Braves. Yeah. Do you want to talk so? What's next up? So do you want to do Soto in the Yankees trade, Trev? I Obviously, I've done like, I think maybe five episodes on it now between talking Yanks and live reactions and all that. So I have all my thoughts. Um, I, I Were you the a, first person to call it official? I feel like you did. You were like, it's official. no. I was the first person that doesn't have the uh, limitations of like my being a journalism guy to be like, duh, like guys, look obviously what's they announced the full package. And they announced the full package doing medical. People were being obnoxious. Like guys, wait till it's, it's like they, all the reporters have announced the full package. Yes. Network did a whole show talking about the trade with the exact five, with the guys exact five guys. The Yankees were sending and not, saying it with any doubt they never were using the words if this is the right package they're just saying well they're giving up king <laughs> so the trade ended up being uh the yankees sent to well the padres sent to the yankees juan soto for one year trent grisham two years of trent grisham and then the padres got michael king two years for michael king um drew thorpe he hasn't um, started his service time. He's never, he hasn't made his debut yet. Those are the two big pieces, though. They're, he's a big pitching prospect for the Yankees. And then Johnny Brito, he's probably got 
five years of control left. He's, he's up most of this year. And uh, Randy Vasquez also, I'm guessing, has five years of control left. I, w- I would honestly guess more. I think I feel like he came up for a lot of one-day stints. and Okay. So you, he's got basically all his years left. Four pitchers. And Higgy. And then Higgy, uh, rental catcher. The Yankees had a lot of catchers. And we did, we did, we, our prediction had Higgy going. And some people were like, why? And I'm like, because they need catchers. And the Yankees need to get rid of a catcher. And it just seems like they're going to. They lost one of their two cashers because Gary hit free agency. Yanks have too many. Yeah. Send Higgy home. So what are your thoughts, Trev? I think, um, you know, I'll start with San Diego's side of it. They had they had to do this. They had to trade Juan Soto. They couldn't keep him and then let him walk after they gave up a lot for him. Uh, it didn't work out last year. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, we know about the one-run games. We know about the X-rating games. But still, it's like it doesn't register in my brain that that team was 82 and 80 last year. So uh, they, they had to do something. I think that they ended up realizing that um, there's the debt service ratio that they had to get under. So they had to cut some payroll. And Juan Soto walking after this year made it an easy to, uh, choice. So we knew he was getting traded. Uh kind of knew he was getting traded to the Yankees almost the entire time. Uh, so I thought, you know, from their perspective, I, I think it's a pretty good package um, for the Padres. I mean, they had a bunch of pitchers leaving free agency, so they needed to shore up their starting rotation. Like King gives them a one, two, three. Now then you have those other guys as debt pieces as well. So I, I, I kind of, I like the package that they got. I understand trading Juan Soto's hard, um, but if he's, if you have talked to them, and you understand that this guy's going to go out in free agency and you just can't do it anymore. You already signed three guys to massive deals and you can't add another one. So I San Diego side, I think it's a win for them. They, they tried it, man. Uh, they tried it last year and it, it just didn't work for whatever reason. So uh, they got the best deal possible for them. And I think it, it, it worked out. Uh, I also love it from the Yankees side. For a couple of different reasons. I mean, I've tweeted some of this stuff out there. You guys have heard some of my takes on it, but I think this is, and you guys tell me this, you're you're closer to the brand than I am, but I think that's what this is about. This is about the brand. This isn't about, I mean, it is about on field. You bring Juan Soto in to, you know, help that offense out that was just horrible last year without judge. So like he comes in and hopefully you have a, a healthy Rizzo who's been going to Judge's guy, have you seen the clips on that? That's awesome. But you yeah, bring in, yeah, you bring in Juan Soto. Obviously, it helps your team for next year. But I think my the point that I like to push across is, look, now we got maybe Otani to the Blue Jays. Okay, you got the Orioles who just won over a hundred games. You have the Rays that won ninety nine games that are doing their thing. You have Steve Cohen moving into town across across the street like the Yankees brand has taken a little bit of a hit as far as being what cash called they want to be the mecca of baseball they're not the mecca of baseball right now and they haven't been for quite some time so if that's what they want that's about the brand and bringing Juan Soto who a Dominican kid in the Bronx is awesome dude like this is he I I see a lot of youth baseball now with Teddy I see a lot of people impersonating Juan Soto. Like this guy is maybe a bigger star than we kind of give him credit for. Uh, so I think, I think it's about the Yankees just going out and getting what they need. 
And that doesn't always mean going out and paying, you know, all the free agents to come. Like it's just about going and getting your fucking guy, dude. And they went out and got their guy. So I, I just think it's, I don't usually say this about trades, but bo- I think both sides came out well in this. I really do. I like what the Yankees did. The Yankees take a big hit because they traded away four pitchers that were probably five through nine on their depth. You know, you want to start spring training with eight starters and um, King, Vasquez, Brito, Thorpe might have been the uh, five, six, seven, eight on their depth chart. So you're just like hurting depth. But if they go get Yamamoto and another pitcher to slide in, I don't mind it at all. I I think it's interesting because, uh, you know, we uh, we were talking to Ryan Cohen, who's a a Padres fan that we've been hanging out with and and listens to the show and stuff. And they're like, none of these guys are starters. Like, none of these guys are good. They're arms, sure, but none of them. And, yeah, I mean, I Vasquez and Brito, I enjoyed watching. They were fun last year. Showed some talent. If they were were in the Yankees' rotation to start the season, I'd be pretty livid. Like, I'd, I'd be like, this isn't. Oh, this we, isn't a winning rotation. They the can be good. Sauce. I actually really enjoyed watching Vasquez pitch as a starter. Brito was much better when they put put him in the pen. He's got Brito's got a live arm. I, I like that. But I don't think the Yankees ever had those guys in their plans to be in their top three of their starting rotation. I think it was much more likely that if you said a top three starter or a you know long man reliever role. They, you would say the, they were on their way there with the Yankees. So they get a chance to be starting pitchers, which is nice. King's very interesting. They moved him to the rotation when the season was dead and gone, and he got nine starts, and he looked really, really good, and he wanted to be a starter. But that's a little nuts, man. Like, I don't think they had trade value in in their brain when they were doing that. Oh, you don't? You don't? They had no pitchers last year. I mean, they were starting... You know, they were down to their I think they tenth. were like, this guy can, the number way, one, cost-controlled because he's been a reliever. And well, if you put him as a starter, then all of a sudden he's and he, he did well, very well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think That's so like, because <laughs> they had no other starters. And we asked, you know, maybe we asked, you know, I would say maybe if they're in the room and they're like, well, and it does up his value if it comes to that. Like, it would be like, and... and a, sure, and, it wasn't like a secret plan. To he wanted Michael to start... King. He had given been given chances to start before, but he didn't have a full arsenal of pitches, and then he got like four pitches at this point, and was so they started stretching him out. I mean, King is a fan favorite uh, around these parts. I love him, so I'm sad to see him go. He's an awesome dude, and yeah, when he's on, his stuff is electric. Uh, uh, yeah, awesome. But you strip all that away, all the all that like it's a dude who's been a reliever for four three years and got nine starts and now he's a centerpiece of a trade. That's a little wild. But that's what happens with money dumps. You know, they needed to dump Soto's salary. You're not going to get a top prospect back if there's money involved. Uh, Give me, uh, Rosie asked me this question yesterday on baseball today. Give me, like, as currently constructed. So we're not talking Yamamoto. Yeah. Although I think Cash says we are not done. Meaning yeah. they're going to go after him and possibly yeah. some other people, pitchers most yeah. likely. Um, give me as currently constructed, like Yankees ranking in the AL East. Well, like, do, can you put them on the same level as Baltimore and Tampa yeah. right now? Same level, yeah, I think so. It's okay. still a real tough division. Red Sox are at the bottom of it, I think. Um, 
you it, it, it really hinges on Rodon. Like and, yes. and and Nestor, so or can, it, can it, they, even with their depth, it hinged a lot. On, they need one of yeah. those two to come. Their rotation the still down. needed work, so like you know, at no point were we just done. The offense is way better. I mean, if Rizzo's bad half was due to concussion, then he was having a good year, and yeah. that top of the lineup is really tough to get through. I, I I've said this a lot. I think people think it's a joke, uh, and it's not. A, but it's a guess. I would bet money the Yankees started. Infielders in the outfield, forty percent of the time last year, they had got a whole new outfield. But they didn't have outfielders. They were starting Jake Bowers. He's yeah, an in, infielder. That. They were starting Oswaldo Cabrera. Never really played outfield in the, the minors. Full year he played, they played yeah. IKF in center. They started him like thirty games in center. Like we were playing infielders in the outfield. And at spring training last year, we were saying, "Hey, we don't have any outfield depth. Like you got, you have way too many infielders, no outfielders. What are you guys going to do?" And it blew up in their face. So now they have four outfielders with Verdugo as well and lefties. So the lineup got way, way, way better. I mean, Judge Soto, having to face the two of the guys in the first inning is just because the, the style of at-bats, too. They see pitches. Yeah. They don't chase. They grind. And they're just their whole lineup being so much more balanced and so and so many different looks just all the way through, even if some of the guys yeah. aren't, like, you know, not not everybody in in a lineup is going to be Aaron Judge and Juan Soto, but just being able to give different looks now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Guys get pitched differently. I also agree, Trev. That can't get in a rhythm anymore. I agree that if Judge didn't break his toe, they would have been competitive last year. I don't know if they would have won or got to the postseason, but I think they would have been competitive down to the last week of the season. And that's just one dude because he does so much. So, yeah, I think so, but I don't think it's a lock. It's a very good division, especially if Blue Jays get show It's even better. I'm excited about it. Yeah, so we still have a lot of uh, a lot of work to do in the ALE. Sounds like we're, these teams are just not done, which is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. We still have uh, Erod and the D-backs to kind of go over, which I think is definitely a fun conversation. Is that going to be brought to us by somebody? Yeah, Blue Moon's bringing or bringing us that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they sure are. Blue Moon for holiday gatherings, break out the bright stuff, Trev. Yes. Uh, Blue Moon's been with us all year. Appreciate that. Appreciate them. I do think of it as a nice winter beer, nice holiday beer. Uh, Blue Moon Belgium, white's refreshing flavor to light skies, real tangerine peel taste to Moon Haze's juicy burst of flavor. Mm. The whole crowd will be reaching for the bright stuff this holiday. The holidays are all about savoring bold, unique flavors, and Blue Moon is the beer that's made brighter. So for you guys, you can go get Blue Moon Belgium, White Belgium style, Wheat Ale, Light Sky, and Moon Haze delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball for delivery options. That's get.bluemoon.com slash baseball for Blue Moon made brighter. So uh, celebrate, almost said that word wrong, responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Co. Golden, Colorado. Yeah, uh, the D-backs went out and got Erod. He's a lefty pitcher on the market. Four years, $80 million for him. It includes a vesting option for a fifth year that would bring the overall value to 99 or $100 million. Holy shit, what's Monty going to get? Um, wow. Good for Erod. This is... 
this deal to me uh, probably makes the most sense of any deal that that's happened. And I think the D-backs now can kind of just like sit back and be like, we got our team. Like for the next couple of years, right? Like they have a bunch of guys locked up or that are, you know, pre-arb or arb eligible and they can kind of just run. Like they, I feel like their roster, like they, they just went to the World Series with this roster and they added Erod. So this is kind of it for the D-backs. And I, I like when teams have that and they don't have to worry about year in year out like could they look to improve the team more sure could they look to do some trades at the trade deadline depending on who's hot who's injured sure but i feel like the d-backs are kind of set right now and what did we complain about them with last year oh who's going to pitch for them and they didn't i mean for a long time they were they were bullpenning they were doing a lot of different things so getting a guy like erod is was paramount for them a bunch of righties in the rotation now they got their lefty you got zach you got Merrill Kelly, you got Erod, and then fought what he did in the playoffs. So you kind of hope that that springboards him into, you know, kind of the pitcher that, oh, hey, that's the pitcher you can be, bro. Like maybe that happens with them. And all of a sudden now you got four guys that you can rely on in your rotation. You have this like young superstar. You have some established veterans on your team. You go out and get Eugenio Suarez. Gabby Moreno's power came around during the playoffs. Like I just like the way that they're constructed, man. And Sometimes it's nice to just have a team that you say, Hey, the next couple of years, this is our team. Let's go, let's go do it again, boys. We got there. Let's go win it now. Like you can sell that to your clubhouse very, very easily if you're Tori Lavella. And by the way, he just got extended. Like this is a, a set team, and I, I just love it, man. Yeah, I'm pitchers get so much money. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. it's kind of uh my take. Uh Erod's interesting because when he was with the when he was with the Red Sox, the sale was there, so it almost felt like okay, we get Erod today, it's not as bad. And then he just like quietly like destroyed the Yankees, and we're like, wait, what? Um, his like, and you know, his stats, his his um, his baseball reference page doesn't scream a one hundred million dollar contract, uh, but he's a lefty that's consistent in what he does, and that's very nice, you know. You know, he's got a 1.29 career whip with a a 3.8 FIP and a a career 4 ERA. But being a lefty pitcher is a pretty nice thing to be. If a righty has has these numbers, I don't think he's getting up to $100 million deal. He did have a good year in his in his you know opt out year, so that helps with the leverage. Uh, you know, three three last year. Yeah, well, twenty six games. He's a really good piece to have in your rotation. Uh, yes, I fully agree with that. And being a lefty helps, like you said, they had all righties. He's a lefty now. Uh, that's cool. I, I just and 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 C Rose asked me this yesterday. I'm curious about your take on this, like. Like, where do they stand in the NL West? I, I, I feel like they're up there now. Like, before we wouldn't even talk about the Diamondbacks. We're talking about the pecking order of the NL West. We would go Dodgers. We would go San Diego. What's the, what are the Giants going to do? The Giants are an afterthought right now, dude. Like, you don't even think about the Giants. You think about it. We put the Giants in the same category as, like, almost – excuse me. I'm sorry, Giants fans. Almost like the Rockies right now. Jesus. I'm going to – I'm gonna whisper that. I don't know where they I don't stand. really I mean, mean it. I, mean, I don't it. really mean it. But what else are you supposed to do? It's not there anymore. What's the Padres' situation right now? You know, 
like they're still trying to win. They just had to shed some payroll, but you know they still got. They made. have a lot. Of, they have they, a lot of good Their offense, their man. offense is still really good. Uh, they still got some pitching that is good. I think Diamondbacks probably on paper the two, but I don't know. I mean, you don't know. Dodgers. It's awesome that they've done this so yeah. quickly. Yeah, it is. And then, trade and, for and, Zach Gallon, right? Like Zach Gallon, I'm sorry they won that trade. I Jazz Chisholm is a is a a star and all these things, but you're getting a pitcher like Zach Gallon, you win the trade, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care who you are. Well, easily, I think. I, They've done this. I mean, and, and hitting on Corbin Carroll, and then going and just getting these complimentary. They traded pieces, for uh, Marte. They just got Suarez in a trade. They traded for Gabriel Moreno. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that is a really fun team to go do the GM game of how did they get these guys. They traded for Paul Seawald. They, you know, like it's it's then they they, then they have draft moves that are that are part of what they're doing. So that's cool. Yeah, they're really fun to look at. Signed Merrill Kelly out of the KBO. Like this Wow, forgot that about that. Yeah. Christian Walker was a waiver claim in twenty seventeen. Was he really? Yeah, let them homers. All right. Well, hey, I think we'll wrap this episode up because we may be hopping back on soon today. Feels like we had a good chance to be live later. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Subscribe to the channel if you enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Jake, just stay away forever. Whoa. Dun, 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 dun. Show us your paycheck, Ken Rosenthal. Wow. Buster only. Let me see your paycheck. <laughs>